away. Still better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, welcome back. It is Thursday in the, uh, on the Northern Rivers. Uh, ready for Captain's Run. Another exciting one. Barnsley, you're back from Newcastle. You got back safely. I did. A bit of a drama. Um, thanks to Greg, who I met in the line. Thanks, Jetscar. Jetscar. Um, Jetscar. Jetscar. That's basically what they yeah. scarred me for life. What, what do you mean you met Greg in the line? Well, they cancelled the flight like... It was like an 8.30 flight. They cancelled it at the last minute. What, Newcastle to Goldie? Newcastle to Goldie. So no flights until basically the next night. Um, <laughs> tried to find accommodation, which they'd kind of helped with. And yeah, it was a debacle. We couldn't hire a car. Anyway, I met Greg in the line and um, Greg had to get up the Goldie to... Uh, he's one of his best mates dying with brain cancer. It was going to be their oh. last swim. And he's like, mate, I've got to fucking get there. And um, Greg has had a few beers, so um, he said, mate, can you drive my car? And um, Fuck off. So, yeah, we, his mum gave us a lift back to their place. It was about an hour backwards, and then we got in, the, uh, got in his yeah. Mercedes van and um, we uh, went all the way up to, uh, all the, way up to the Goldie, and I, I did a few hours, mm. and then uh, Greg chucked a couple of rollies in and off he went, and bloody, he, he didn't stop for five hours, the big fella. He just charged, so we made it to the Goldie at 6 a.m. And then what? You got your car from Got there. my car and no basically way. drove it back home. It was a that's yeah, a just fucking a goat fight. run in a half. Eh? It was, mate. But look, I got home. Yeah. and I would have been home the next night. You know, yeah. Like, fucking anyway. But yeah, it was an adventure. Well, that's you're for back. Sure. That's good. Uh, so Jer- when was that last? The previous night, Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah. So he got back in at six a.m. yesterday morning. Fucking <laughs> it's about six a.m. in uh, in Brizzy this morning. Welcome, Jared. You're uh, you're back on for the full potty today. Yeah, I am. Here I am, a guest role all the way through. You must feel like you've been promoted. I have, off the bench. Off the bench. Well, uh, firstly, before we get into Around the Grounds, which is pretty much dominated by NRL uh, today, um, uh, rest in peace, Barnsley. Yeah, sad one. Johnny Sattler passed. Um, one of the true greats. I think you guys will tell some stories about his toughness. I was lucky to come across Johnny mm. through my dad's work. So dad puts pool tables and jukeboxes into pubs. Mm. And um, I did a fair bit of work for him straight mm-hmm. out of school, and we used to go always. The highlight of the week was heading to the uh, heading to the Runcorn Tavern to uh, have Run, a cup. Runcorn the Runcorn Tavern. Johnny Sattler was the uh, head of the bar there, and uh, it was always great to go and clean the tables and that there. Have a yarn to uh, have a yarn to Johnny about football and life, and then uh, have a couple of beers off the wood on a Friday mm-hmm. afternoon. He'd crack the tap open, and uh, yeah, it was great. Look, Johnny's one of nature's. Gentlemen, mate, you would not meet a nicer bloke off the pitch than him. And uh, so someone coming into first grade, I just sort of made was about to make my debut and that. And uh, to sit down and have a yarn with him uh, each week was pretty special. Was, so, he, a big, was he a big man, Bun? Tiny. Yeah, right. Tiny. Nah, but he, what do you mean by tiny? Like your size or smaller? Way smaller. Yeah, so what smaller. position did he play? Lock. 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 He was smaller than you. Yeah, yeah. But he had hands on him. I'm not kidding you, mate. They were dinner plates. Like, he had these yeah. just hands on him with fingers that would have been double mine. Like just, just bent and shit. No, not bent, just thick. 
Yeah, like yeah, everything right. about Johnny was thick. You know what I mean? Like he was small man in stature, softly spoken, but what I call that is a mongoloid strength. Mong strength, yeah. Like mongoloid yeah. strength. Like you, like kind of like a Cameron Smith underestimated, eh? Like, yep. yeah, probably had grip strength. Well, um, you know, Jared, you might as well tell that story about the broken arm that day because there's just so many that just keep coming through about his toughness. Just, uh, just, just before you go in, go into that story, Jared, I, I think. Uh, I definitely want to tip my hat to his son. Um, just Scotty, a, yeah. yeah, just the way he's handled in a lot. I mean, obviously an icon of the game. I mean, there was a lot of um, there's a lot of debate around the fact that he probably should have been made an immortal before passing. Yeah. Um, and to see all the interviews he's done, like pretty much straight after the passing of his dad, that's tough. And he's spoken so well. And every time I've heard him on radio, seen him on uh, you know NRL shows and whatever, he's choking up, poor guy. Like. You know, he hasn't really probably had time to grieve, let alone um, sort of be the face of the family. So well done, um, well, Scott. Well, uh, absolutely. And, you know, I've met Scott a few times and, and had a good chat to him on a few occasions over the last uh, 10 years. And, I mean, Scott's an ornament to his father and, and they were incredibly close and he's, um, he's always spoken so beautifully and looked after, I guess, uh, that treasured um, memory of his father and what he's done and, and, you know, the man is a legend, and he should be. I mean, he played first grade for Curry at 16. And we're talking back when country footy, especially in that Newcastle area, was incredibly strong. And then, you know, within a year or two, he actually represented Newcastle when they played the touring British side before he actually then went to the South. You know, um, the man's, the man's uh, I guess, career record is just stunning. And, you know, played at South for nine years from 63 to 72, at, at age 25, under Clive Churchill, took over as captain, and and then they went on to win the grand final that year. And uh, that was 67. They won it in 67, 68, 70, and 71 under him. Um, you know, and you know he played either a lock or front row, um, but just they don't, they don't make that mould anymore. He was so tough, and I mean that classic story that was on the fan television show last year. I mean he, his best mate was Bobby McCarthy. You know, another incredible legend of the of the game, and he worked as a as a mechanic at Holden back in the day um, at Matraville, and used to work on engines. and They must have already trained that week, and they were playing Parramatta on the Sunday at Cumberland Oval. And uh, at work, he's had an engine fall on his arm and broken his arm, and so he's gone to the doctor, and the doctor's basically assessed it and said, "Yes, you've got a broken arm." and put him in a plaster cast, and then he turns up to Cumberland Oval on the Sunday, and he's standing outside the dressing rooms, and he's got this plaster cast on his arm, and Bobby McCarthy, his best mate, as I said, walks up to him and says, what are you doing, John? And he goes, oh, I had to break my arm at work, had an engine fall on it, and, you know, and Bobby says, oh, well, you won't be playing today? He said, yes, I will be, mate. They walk in the dressing room, he gets a pair of scissors and cuts the plaster cast <laughs> off, goes out and plays 80 minutes against Parramatta, then gets back in the dressing room after and says, sorry, boys, I've got to go early. Uh, I've got to go back to the doctor and get another cast on. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, Animal. Yeah, size-wise, what are you saying? It's probably around Victor Radley type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. that kind of smallish yeah. lock. Um, yeah, and just so tough. But an ornament to the game, mate. But, he'll, be, he'll be sadly missed. And, yeah. the, and that sort of player back then would play 80 minutes. He'd, he would play. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, didn't have, they didn't have subs. No, they didn't. Well, well, when they went off, they were yeah. off, eh, weren't they, back no, then? you played yeah. reserve grade, yeah, then true. sat on the bench. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have fresh subs then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I would say just to our listeners, go, go and do a little bit of a YouTube search. There's a great piece where he 
went on to uh, the radio show with his son, Scott, um, a couple of years ago, and he actually sung word for word the South Sydney song, and it's uh, very moving. Uh, they hear the father and son and a legend of that club singing that song, and there's also another great interview out there that uh, Yvonne Sampson did with him the year that they won the grand final under Michael Maguire, and, and Burgess had that uh, blinder. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. on the sideline. I put that up on Instagram yeah. last night. Yeah, that's a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. He was just such a gentleman, absolute gentleman. Okay, well, let's uh, move in, into Around the Grounds. Boys, the first, things I, the first thing I want to touch on uh, before we get into the NRL is just contracts. We've had two examples this week. Uh, Barnsley, you can speak about the rugby one, but where, how, how, how should contracts work? Oh, I'm just sort of a bit blown away of how the All Blacks have handled the situation in New Zealand and what the Dragons have put out publicly when we're two games into, into this season when you've got coaches that are already contracted. So we're talking about Foster at the All Blacks. Mm. Um, he's still got a World Cup to potentially win for New Zealand and they've contracted uh, Robinson for the next four years. Yeah, well, I think it's just a case of coaching contracts. You've got to strike while the iron's hot and if they think Razor Robertson is their man to lead them post this period then they've got to get him now or else some other nation's going to come out and try and pick him up, you know what I mean? So I think it's just you've got to make a call early. I think Foster's probably been, well, Don't he's you think it undermines the, the current coach, bud? Well, at the end of the as day, can't you as a current coach go, all right, yeah, I've been unsurfed, but this is my last year, boys. We bring them all in. We're trying to win a World Cup. The goal doesn't change. Mm. If he does win a World Cup, his stakes go up in world rugby. There's no, he, he yeah. can get any other gig he wants. Like, yeah, fair at point. the end of the day. But if if, he, if they're both good people and you get Robinson in and go, hey, mate, you're going the next four years. Can you come in and give me your ideas? Let's try Let's try and work together. For Fuck, That's not even about that. Yeah, wouldn't, that a, wouldn't happen, would he? But I tell you what, it's a bloody good idea. Like, you know, let's just try and you mold a little. that would happen? No. No, no. 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 Well, I just think all these guys have got pretty big yeah. egos. Oh, but okay. I'd love to see something like that happen. Not to a degree. It might not change a bunch of stuff, but if he can see stuff that he's not seeing, you know, add a bit of flair in attack or better defence, mm. whatever. Yeah. I think it's a – look, I honestly think it's a good call by New Zealand rugby. Jen, simply on the basis that they're not just getting – him. Well, yeah, yeah and he, they're not just getting him. They're going to get really good assistance. If, if he still says he's going to get um, Leon McDonald, Jason Holland to come, Jason Ryan who's there already, and then maybe Scott Hansen or someone else like that, it's going to be a red-hot assistant cast. Like, it's the who's who of the up-and-coming coaches in New Zealand. And yep. if that team is put together, it's a pretty it's ominous deadly. for uh, – you know, with the talent that they continually produce, it's going to be... What, what about... I saw a thing on uh, Instagram yesterday of uh, one of the All Black guys training at Melbourne Storm. He had a kid on from Melbourne Storm. Is it Jordan Barrett or Geordie Barrett? Geordie Barrett. Yeah, right. Was he down yeah, there? Yeah, standing the next today. to Bellamy yeah. with yeah, cool. his gear on. And it was uh, from another NRL podcast. Yep. And they're like... He, the guy's just like, they show a video of it and the guy from the podcast is just sitting there going, what's happening here? Like, So I don't know. I don't think there's much they, to they, it. They quite regularly get, um, you know, I mean, speaking to Frank, they've, they've, they have definitely changed their model on assistant coaches this year where they're happy to bring consultants in for one-offs. Yeah. So, so But he, you know, he's a current he all-black player, isn't he, Geordie Yeah, Bay? mate, he, and he'd be the biggest... Is he uh, injured, he'd be the biggest or second biggest kicker in world rugby. Like, mate, the bloke absolutely launches Just him. Cannons. Six foot six foot five or six. Yeah, he looks... Plays number 12. He, like, he must Bellamy looked like he was about five foot four standing next to him. <laughs> Bellamy looks small. Um, the Dragons one, I, I don't know. I'm a bit mystified on that one. Like, if they're going to make this call publicly three games in, isn't it something they could have done at the end of last year? I don't know. Jared, what do you think, mate, on that one? 
Well, uh, the, the problem is trying to get to the truth of where it came from. I mean, is this Griffin's manager leaking this to the media to try and uh, unstable their, their their board and their executive, or is it just uh, a leak that's got out of their board and executive? I mean, whichever way, it's not ideal in round four. Um, you know, uh, I, I I'm not uh, Hook's biggest fan, but and I wouldn't reappoint him. But certainly, the last thing you'd want to see for any club, whether it's Hook and the Dragons or anyone else, is to be so unprofessionally destabled um, four rounds into the competition. So. You know, hopefully they've been able to talk about that internally and just focus on what they're going to get on with. But, you know, it, it, every couple of months there's just some rubbish that just comes out of their executive management that is just so unprofessional. Jared, would you would you ever consider, like, is this a good idea for the NRL to combine Balmain West Tigers and St George Illawarra into one team? So there's four merged clubs. <laughs> Can you name how that would pre- Yeah, pre-house? I was just about to. St George, Balmain, West Illawarra. And, and what and what would be the animal or it, the logo? It'd be logo. a new type of monster that's half dragon, half tiger, <laughs> with a magpie flying around, <laughs> and a stealer oh. riding the fucking thing. Oh, fuck who do we, who do you and I go for then, Woody? We go for fucking an NFL team. We don't. Oh even, dear, oh dear. I that's don't know. A, like it's you can see those fucking two sides are absolutely imploding, eh? Um, boys, just on on, on your great idea, Woody, of the the uh, four-way merged entity, let's just say they stay as two sides. Barnsley, this is a question for you. <laughs> who, who would you – and, and obviously it sounds um, like Griffin is on the on, – on, he's gone at the end of the year. Yeah. Who would you give the job to at the Dragons? Who would you go and headhunt? Well, there's not a lot out there, to be fair. Um, I think – look, I think you've got to give one of those young blokes a go. Who would be your pick of the young blokes? Well, um, up at the Cowboys. Um, oh, Dean Young. Dean Young's got to be got to be a chance because he's gone away. You wouldn't give Flanagan a crack. Uh, oh, well, look, Manly are going better this year, but no, Flanagan's been there, mate, as an assistant. He's been involved, so you've got to say to yourself, if he's been involved in there, what could could he change? Couldn't he have changed while he was there? So, I don't know. Dean Young's gone away, got experience after being bloody booted from the joint. And, um, you know, he's done well up the cows. I think him, a guy like Ben Hornby at South has done a good job. He's, he's good, gone yeah. away and tried to better himself and he's done that as an in an assistant role. So, you know, why not try and get a bit of a team together? That Jason can, Rolls? And J- well, Jason Rolls is another one. Mm. There's three. Why can't they try and get them to work together in some capacity? Because it's coaching oh, teams uh, now. It's not just the coach. Mm. What do you think, Jared? What? Well, I'd go with Flanagan. Um, well, Flanagan's role actually wasn't as an assistant coach when he was there for the last eight months. He ran their list. Yeah, and, okay. uh, Would you have said a it's a good work. list, though, Jared? Because I can't really say it's a good list. It's not. Oh no, no, I, I agree. I agree, Beric. And but unfortunately, his hands were tied, and okay. decisions were also being made above him. Um, but I think I think the knowledge of at least knowing the list, knowing where he needs to change things, but he also was across what was happening. Uh, with development and the next couple of tiers coming through. Now, they, they've got big wraps on some under-21 and under-19 kids that are just coming through this year and next year. So the two Couchman boys, um, and, a, and there's probably another six or eight that they think over the next couple of years are going to make first grade. So I think a experienced hand um, and w- that he has would be very good for them. I think the other thing is it's a board that needs a senior guy that's been around clubs and politics and all that sort of rubbish to be able to tell them 
uh, a few home truths and, and the right path forward as opposed to a guy taking on his first gig. I think you've got to be really careful about which club you go to if you're going to take your first gig on and you need a really good quality board and executive behind you and in my opinion that's not the case of that club. Good fair, points. Fair good point. points. Yep. Righto, well, let's uh, move into the NRL. Firstly, uh, just to wrap up on our tipping comp, we still have some stragglers that haven't paid, so please get online and um, mm. chuck your 20 bucks in so we can have a good payout to the winner, which will be Woody at the end of the year. Uh, the knockout comp Looking we've got... <laughs> the knockout comp. We have Darren Preston, Alan, Alex Workman and Brycey Cameron still in it. So we've got three who, still Who have going. they picked? What are they? Are they uh, we'll like, see tonight at 7.55. Oh, okay. yeah, I, see, I can't see yet. Must um, be the Broncos or obviously the Dolphins. Well, where we lost, play, uh, we lost um, tipsters last week was people taking Cowboys. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, we can announce the prizes. So um, the prize for the person last man standing, um, and we are going to run another one. Jared and I have concocted a, an idea to run another knockout comp um, where we can raise a little bit of money for charity and we'll have a really good cash pool. Um, Barnsley, so you might get your tipping shoes on. You might be able to uh, win that second one because you're yeah. not going real good. Um, okay, so the prizes will be a carton of ball and all beer, Yuli's $50 voucher to their restaurant in Byron, $50 voucher to uh, Club Lennox uh, at the restaurant, $50 voucher to Pizza Pasta. I was up there yesterday, Pizza Pasta. It's going to open to the public on Monday. My God, it's a cracking setup. Like full bar, it is a cracking setup. Uh, and then ball and all apparel. So uh, hot, uh, sorry, hats, socks, shorts, g-strings, g-strings, uh, hoodies, key rings, and, and Woody, a quiver of uh, wood surfboards. Yep, is I'm that gonna, right? Yeah, I'm going to draw a quiver of wood surfboards. <laughs> draw a quiver. You're not going to shape pa- it. Paint it and then send it to him. <laughs> right. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, Jared. Well, let's move into um, what games are we going to preview this week? Well, we'll go through the Dolphins, Broncos, the Raiders, Knights, and the Rabbits, Manly. Okay. Let's start with uh, Battle of Brisbane. Well, as, as we just get to those, just looking at the first uh, three weeks, I've got a few teams that I've got a major question mark against uh, as a negative watch. And a few teams that I'm just watching, I think they're on the approved. So big question marks around the Storm, the Cowboys, the Sharks and the Titans for mine at the moment. Uh, each of them um, are underperforming to where I think their rating should be. And a couple that I do think uh, a nice watch on um, the positive development that they're going through at the moment. The Warriors is one and the Dragons is another. So um, a the watch out of the weekend and a bit more to talk about on Monday. Uh, gee, the big battle of Brisbane, eh? The Dolphins head to Suncorp to play the Broncos. I mean, there's so many angles here, isn't there? It's Bennett back to the Broncos, Bennett back to Suncorp. Bennett against, uh, against Kevin Walters. Um, I think there's been a, a decent gap between the form of these two, and uh, I don't think the game's as close as the media want to make it out to be. Uh, I like what Brisbane are doing. I think they've got strike all over the park. You know, we saw last week the influence of A, Reynolds just running the show. You know, Walsh, if he hits the right edge or a left edge, he's just got speed and skill. You've got two centres that can attack from anywhere. And, you know, the best front row in the game, as we discussed on Monday, the last 10 minutes when he came on and you know, his first two runs, both offloads to the left, both both led to 50-metre tries. I think that's the difference between the two of them. Uh, Kafusi and Marshall King are big outs for the Dolphins. They start to stretch some of their depth. Uh, I marked the game at least 14 between them. I thought the Broncos initially in start the week at minus 10 was uh, a, a good spot. I also think there's points in the game. Typical Friday night at Suncorp, Broncos at home. It'll be a dry track, 7pm heat. 
Um, so with the Broncos to win, and I do think there's points in the game. Kafusi's a massive out for the Dolphins. Massive out. Like, oh. You yep. don't like you're you're Adam Reynolds going down that left edge now. You're feeling mm. a whole lot better about doing it, you know, <laughs> like yeah, or yeah, Ma even too, because you're going to play a bit more risky. Football. Well, you can dig into the line now and not know that your ribs are going to get rearranged. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, yeah, look, I, I, it's yeah, he's a massive out. And and look, had this been preseason, you would have said this is a forty point drubbing. Now the fact that you're going into it going. You know, 10 points, a bit more, you know, like Dolphins. Even think, people thinking it's a relatively even matchup. How good's that for the game? So well, I think one, one thing for sure and certain is even if they are on the, you know, on the end of maybe a bit of a touch-up, the Dolphins, they'll be ready. You know, Wayne mm. will have them ready at 7 They won't be ready at 7.01 or, you know, 6.59. They will be ready at 7 p.m., ready mm. to go. And I love, uh, I love the theatre yesterday. They had the big press conference. Wayne doesn't turn up. Um, Kevy, all Kevy, Kevy is referring to the Dolphins as Redcliffe, which they hate. Um, like he, he used the Dolphins word once, apparently, <laughs> and, and apparently they reckon all the all the Dolphins hierarchy is standing there behind Christian Wolf, just like fuming. Kevy's just like playing it up. It was oh, beautiful. fucking! That's uh, what you want. Awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Like you look at you look at like the big matchups, like um, boxing him too, or like Collingwood, Carlton, yeah. AFL, or Richmond, yeah, like Carlton or whatever. Like those big matchups. Can I just pose a question? If the Dolphins were to pull off the big upset, can you imagine Wayne in the press conference oh. afterwards? It'll be all time. Be bananas. But my fucking my expertise at the start when I when Roosters were playing Dolphins, I said they'd win. Roosters would win by sixty. Uh, I think you said. I, th- I think I said eighty or a hundred. Right. I don't know. They fucking keep proving me wrong. I, yep. I'm can sc- the Dolphins win, Barnsley? You're a Brisbane boy. You're a Bronco. If it's close Bronco, till the end, can they win? They, of course they can. Um, the, the thing that they, they do well is they don't beat themselves. They yeah. completed 85%. If Brisbane yeah. have a night yeah. where they don't complete well and it gets tight early in the second half, you've got to give them a hope. But I say this, their depth, as Jared said, is really tested. You know, you take even two of their key players out of that lineup and it, and it severely hurts Okay, them. so here's another question for you, being a former Bronco and a half. Uh, the questions are that Kato, yeah, the young 5'8", is, is, yeah. is, is carrying an injury. Do you start with Milford in a big game like this? Oh, if Milford plays that, I, I don't think they're a chance at all. Yeah. I, okay. I don't mean that high. I yeah. don't mean Milford. Look, he, maybe he's got a game or two left in him, which just blows me out of the water, but I don't see anything in his training ethic or anything in the way he's work rate in games that gives me any... Enthusiasm. Hope for or enthusiasm that that's yeah. going to change anytime soon, and, and and that's not a stage that he's he's up to now. And yeah, you know, listen, for mine the Dolphins would just be an enormous upset. You know, I, I'd rate them less than five percent chance of winning. And if we go through that form line. I mean, you know, Beric, last week the Knights had twelve outs, and yep. yet with fifteen minutes to go, we're still in the game. So. You know, that's against the Dolphins. Yes, they pulled away with a 16-point win, but you know, the, the Knights also made 15 or 16 errors. They so did, I think right. that That's a difference, yeah. It, it flat, flatters the Dolphins' form. Um, the week before they got the Raiders in the wet, the Raiders led 12-0 and enough ball to win three games and murdered it. Uh, the Raiders should have won that. And in week one, they got the Roosters the, the right week where they were underdone in the heat with a lot of players out. You know, I think we peel back that the form line is just very different. And I think this week, enormous test. I think they meet their maker. And the other thing I'd look out for is the pre-game cameras into the dressing room 
which will probably be on Channel 9, just have a little look at uh, Kevy Walter's demeanour because he can pull a, a good rev up and a bit of a spray before a game on the, some of the big ones when he really wants an effort, and I think this will be one of those weeks. Oh, he'd be fucking... He'd have pictures on the roof. He'd be telling people fucking stories of the fucking first Broncos games he played. He'd have old school players in there, like. But I think that's that's the difference between Wayne and Kevy though. Mm. Kevy's just got the fire up speech, yeah. in my opinion. That's what yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah. And Wayne can I agree. press Wayne can press buttons and manipulate and work. He yeah. knows he's the master at it. He's and the master. Ke- Kevy, I, I just think he needs to just be. Careful not to go to the well too like many two, times two. on that stuff so it yeah. loses its effect. Right, I'm going on the record. Wait. I'm going for the Dolphins. Do you think if Adam Reynolds gets whacked or he gets an injury, yeah. if Adam Reynolds goes oh, it down... it changes the game. Does yeah, it, it changes yeah, it? Yeah. Like, a lot, like a lot of everything that Walsh does is through him, yeah? Yeah, I reckon Wayne's got yeah. someone in the tunnel ready yeah. to trip him over. Are they going to shoot out. him in the car park or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, oh, no, let's move on to the uh, his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the Raiders and the Knights, Jared. Well, yeah, the Knights are just, as I said a minute ago, they're really up against it at the moment. They've just got so many key outs. They do get a few guys back this week, um, but you know, there's still you know Ponga sitting on the sideline. One of the Safidi brothers, Elliot. Um, you know, I think there's still doubt over the other Safidi brother playing and whether Frizzell's going to be fit to make a return. It just leaves them with a depleted list. Their record at home has been poor. They've lost their last six in Newcastle. Um, you know, the Raiders come off a breakthrough win last week at home over the Sharks. Um, Papa you know, Lee is a big uh, in. Papa Lee is a big in. Yeah, big in. And you know, if they just played to their strengths, which is strong through the middle, uh, their two nines and their two halves just play with a little bit of room. I just think they end up with too many points. Um, minimise their errors, then I just think it makes uh, the Knights be right up against it. You know, I, I was keen about the Raiders. The line went up last Monday at five and a half. I just amazes me. It's out. It went to six and a half. It's at seven and a half now. I still think that's too low. Uh, my number is uh, starts with a one, so you know I'm I'm at least ten between them. Is that your best bet for the week? It is. So that's Raiders giving start. Giving start. Yeah, now way. seven and a half across the markets. Still under eight, which I think is right. Like it. Righto. Uh, next we go, this will be a cracker, actually. South v Manly. Oh, this, this is a ripper. Back at home, Bush. And you know, everything for South this week, I mean, a, a, clearly a, a huge game in their history on the back of remembering Johnny Sattler. They've got a special jersey that they're going to wear. Yeah, the half bunny. Um, half bunny. The half bunny. So when he played in that grand final, when he broke his jaw, he the, the bunny emblem was half ripped off. So they're replicating that Sick. jumper. It's cracker. Sorry, Jared. Can yeah, you, I'm, and you imagine in the dressing sheds them giving that uh, jersey out 90 minutes before they play them and there will be a lot of emotion about that. The other key factor here is South, uh, I've mentioned it before, back-to-back away return home. Well, they've had three away games and now return back to um, Homebush where their record is very, very good. Interestingly, the Eagles' uh, record at Homebush is horrible. They've lost 12 in the last 13 times they've gone there. Um, big test for mine around the Eagles and their defence. So I did not like them having 30 points put through them, more so the fact that four or five of those tries were walkthroughs where guys um, didn't even have defenders on them or a hand on them as they were putting points mm. down. And it's one thing for the, you know, the Eagles, there's no doubt they've got points in them. And they led 14 0, but. 
as Parramatta started to hold the football and get a little bit of field position, some of those tries were very soft. That's a key focus for them this week. The problem for the Rabbits is that they've got six forward outs, and uh, that's that's really depleted their middles and their bench. So they're going to play on a lot of emotion. They need to use the football. They need Walker and Latrell to really stand up. Uh, I'm with the Rabbits. The market's only four and a half. I think that's about right. I think it's close. I'm just going with the Rabbits on emotion, but... Um, big test game for the Eagles because if they can defend well, they've got points to win the game. Jared, is that stat correct uh, that Manly have lost 18 out of 19 times out there? Yeah, yeah, that'd be about right. Wow. I and mean, certainly 12 yeah. of the last 13. Yep. Oh. The, other, the, the, the other thing too is Manly, when they're away from Brookfile, have got a horrible record as an underdog. You know, they only win, uh, only cover the line three or four times out of every ten when they're the underdog away from Brookvale, which wow. is a very poor record. But we've got a small line here, so it's a, there's only a converted try between them. They've both got good goal kickers. Yeah, yeah. okay. Righto, so um, what's the wrap-up on your tips this week? Well, the tips, uh, let's go the Panthers, the Storm, Broncos, Cowboys, Rabbits. I think the Warriors winning back at Auckland, another team that's back-to-back away, return home, got a very good record in Auckland. Not sure about the Bulldogs' uh, form line at the moment, so I'm with the Warriors, the Raiders, and I think the Dragons can upset in the last game and beat the Sharks at Cogra. Jeez, get, is, on, the, um, get what, on the Sharks. Is Stingo back, though? Who's that? Is Nico Hines back? He is. Yeah, Nico Hines yeah. is back. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, I think the Sharks have got to win now when they get him back. Get on I the Sharks. That's the first time you've picked the Dragons, I reckon, in about maybe five years, Jared. Uh, well, maybe not, but um, yes, I have been against them. But listen, the, the, the Dragons bring muscle. I've mentioned mm. a couple of times in the last week off the bench, in particular with um, Musgrove and Kerr, and then giving little a bit of room. Muscle through the middle is something the Sharks don't like. And if we look at the Sharks' record against the top six teams last week, that's where they consistently got beat by big men yeah. through the middle. Mm. The other thing with the Sharks is they're just leaking, you know, 30 points a week. That's that's not going to win you a lot of games against um, good teams. And it's at Jubilee. Well, the, so. big, the big one for is, them is, is Watt Nico Hines back? Yeah, yeah he, he is. is. I'm going Sharks. Yeah, so the, the, <laughs> I think the big thing they've got to tidy up is what they do with Moylan. If Moylan gets his defensive right, he plays every week. But at the moment, they're just leaking so many tries down yeah. that left edge through yeah. in and around him. So whether they keep Trindle in and, and put Nico there, I don't know. But Trindle's got, a first grader well, every Trin, week. Trindle's been playing well. Yeah. So I think they've got to – You're right, Beric. I mean, and – that's exactly where the Raiders went last week and picked him off again. Yeah. Okay, so in summary, uh, this week's best bet is Raiders giving start. Uh, unders over points, which you've been on fire. I think you're now 11 out of 11, is going Dolphins-Broncos for over points. Yeah, I thought there were a few games. And again, for the listeners, interesting, in week one and two, the Market setters were putting the total points around 39 to 40 per game. It's now creeping up to 43, 44 a game. Last week, six of the eight games went points over. Uh, I thought there were a couple of contenders this week. I think we'll see points in Townsville between the Cowboys and the, the Titans. I think the Eagles-Rabbits game has got potential to open up, as does the Dragons-Sharks. But I thought the best was probably the the Dolphins-Broncos. The Broncos night games at Suncorp on a dry track. And they've got points in, in their attack. That's where I think the point's over. And if we're looking for a Chinese bet, let's... This the is Woody, a Woody the Chinese man. I'm on, I'm on sports, yeah. uh, sports bet now. 
Okay, well, we actually, you need to close that and go to Top Sport. But let's. He's on Top Sport now, Jared. I just got on Top Sport then, yep. Let's go to Dragons, but put a bit of value in it. Dragons 1 to 12. I think the Dragons can win. If they do so, I think it's 1 to 12. $3.95, that's a nice bet for mine. Oh, I can guarantee you, you Woody, Woody won't have that bet. Are you going to back the Dragons 1 to 12, Woody? I don't even understand how to do that. But I'll, I'll show you in a I'll, We'll get that out in a sec. What about, um, I'm thinking maybe this is a crazy one. What do you think about this one, Jared? I'm just <laughs> going to throw Woody's crazy weekend bet. Panthers, in the Broncos, in the Warriors. Oh, I like it. What's, yeah. that, what's that paying? So it's Panthers, in the Broncos, into Warriors, is paying $3.20. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. A, Nothing wrong with that one. Chucking a uh, blueberry muffin on that, 10 bucks. Or you could take the first two legs into the best bet, which is the Raiders. Okay, so go Panthers, Broncos, Raiders. There you go. Well, Raiders to cover the line is the best bet. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So giving start. All right. I wonder what that's paying. Yeah. I'm going to do it right now. So yeah. line, and then you go Raiders minus six and a half. Is that so? How? For all our listeners, if you don't know how to use Top Sport, what he's just going to talk us through. Okay, it so I've got that. Board. I've power played it, and we're at three dollars fifty six for that bet. Okay, that's giving start. Uh, two, that's giving a six and a half start. Mm, okay. There you go. Two little points just to close with Stephen. Um, one is. Uh, I saw a price last week at another bookmaker where uh, it was better than anywhere else in the market. So I went to have a $100 bet on it. The loss to the bookmaker would have been 300 bucks, and they wouldn't let me on. Yet I go to Top Sport, have no problem getting on for hundreds. In my opinion, they're the best bookmaker in the marketplace, and they will take a bet. Uh, so certainly keep Top Sport in mind. And the other thing was uh, anybody that's interested in getting stuck into what we're doing at Reading to Play, we had... Um, Eight bets last week, five winners, and uh, we're well in front after three weeks. Um, go to the website. There's a nice offer there. Love to have you involved. Yeah, and that's helping the uh, the little ball and all top uh, top sport account along. Where we're sort of just chipping away, making a little bit each weekend, which is good. It'll all go to charity at the end of the year if we uh, if we keep some keep some uh, coin in the account. We keep Woody away from. We're a fair chance. I, uh, I totally agree. Uh, right, well, that's beautiful, Jared. You're going to stay on for the end of the podcast. We're going to give you a bit of education today. I know you've been watching uh, Dawn of the Dolphins. Uh, feedback from lots of people this week is uh, that, that third episode is another cracker. Uh, but what I've been watching this week, boys, is um, jump on stab. Um, Jacob Wilcox's uh, latest edit, Woody. Insane. It's crazy, isn't really it? Really good. Is that most of the waves in that um, five minute clip? Is that sort of Nalu and yeah, like big WA waves? Yeah, it's just all West Oz. Yeah. Yeah. It's around his home, around Margie's, yelling up way, and then that big left is um, Termi's. Like, Gee, it's a good watch. Yeah. And it's Tom Jano made it, who's like really good water footage, really good, does a really good edit. So yeah, right. Generally, like that's the guy that does a lot of Carl Walsh's stuff, and ah. they always have like, it's always quality. Yeah, okay. Um, all the boys are getting ready. Conor O'Leary down to Bells. Yeah, he goes on Monday. Um, yeah, he's ready to go. Had a good result. Got a fifth. So he's at 22 right now. You've got to stay inside the 22. So obviously it's not over yet for him. But, uh, you know, he's hope, hopeful to get, you know, one a, a good result. I don't think he's ever really got to the quarters at Bells. I think his best result's around three or around four, something like that. Barnsley, uh, on your long trip back from Newcastle, were you listening to any uh, interesting podcasts that we should be aware of? 
Nah, Greg had his um, Metallica <laughs> was raging. Um, so I was just embracing it. I was really getting the. Uh, it was one of their first albums, the original. So I'm fired up for this weekend. How good's that? Parkway Drive oh, and yeah. Slipknot. We're Live going up Sunday We're going night. Up. Jeff's hooked us up with a, uh, like side stage tickets. There's about six of us. We're just driving up, driving back. Yep, Steve O. You didn't oh, get a call up. Seat. And uh, how good's this? John Williamson. Oh, that's my, it was my first ever. Now I'm finally getting my uh, Slipknot slash Parkway Drive cherry popped. Yeah. It's, it's going to be all time. It's so going to be live in Brizzy. Whereabouts? Uh, at the showground. It's some like heavy metal fucking crazy festival. It's going to be hilarious. Not, seeing not, all. not fest. It's like Megadeth. <laughs> There's all these like crazy bands. I can imagine you'll be there, Jared. Oh yeah, mate. I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be sleeping out overnight to be first at the game. <laughs> Righto. Final word for uh, for captain's run this week, Woody. Any final words? Yep. Gamble responsibly, Barnsley. <laughs> I'm just going to tip my hat to the Aussie cricket team. They won the uh, yeah. one day series overnight, beat India. We shit canned them early on how tough they were doing in the test series, but they've They're proven no, they over have. the back half of the end of the test and into the one-day series they can get it done over there. Actually, and, and that is on my list. I'm only about a quarter of the way in, but the new the series th- of tests. Have you watched it? The third one. Yeah. No, uh, the one that's no, just come out. I've watched a bit of it. It's yeah, very good. It's very good. Yeah. It's really good. I would say this, and I don't mean to fucking chick can uh, coming because he had a lot on with his family, but G Smith is... Been good as captain. He was yeah, good he at the end. Very good. Maybe took the pressure off picking the bowlers and all that stuff. I don't know how you'd do that, but, you know, something to look out for England. Jared, your final word? You got any uh, any words of wisdom? Mate, 7 o'clock Friday night at Suncorp. I'm really looking forward to an attacking game in a heap of points. Yeah, get there on the double. Go. Dolphins to win. Uh, the Finns to get up into the Dragons. Giddy up. How mate, good. Mate, Steve, can you make sure in a tipping comp you put the Dolphins in? Goodbye. Welcome the Ball and All podcast. James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. <laughs>